0: Okay, we're on with a uh, new year. We're still on New Year's mode and we've got, uh, oh man, we got something so freaking exciting right now. I'm so excited to share what yeah. is, wait a minute, I need to pull up that thing. I need the copyright thing that I, we've been threatening this for a while and we finally got the green light, finally got the go ahead. We've got a new jingle for the new year and I, th- I got a feeling this might be the jingle forever and, and ever and ever and ever and ever because this is as close to the two age sojourn is you're going to get in music form mm. roll the tape <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Dun, 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 dun. oh boy. Oh boy. Right there. That's what it's all about. So, if that doesn't get you in a theological slash sojourn mood slash let's just talk theology, I don't even know if you have a pulse, to be honest. Um, I would like to say music on this podcast was written by Jeremy Casella and performed by Indelible Grace. You can listen to more from Indelible Grace and Jeremy Casella by searching on Spotify or Apple Music. You know what that means guys that means it's official that means jeremy casella himself uh has allowed us to use that roof which i am just i'm just thankful Mm. thankful for that guy uh thankful for his music and if you go to his website right now this is uh above and beyond what he he didn't ask me to do this but um uh both nick and i did check out his website um when was it today and uh man he's got a free album for download uh so if you mm. like his stuff if like out. that riff certainly check out guide me or thou great jehovah a great hymn william williams nick do you know we actually know the the world expert on william williams who's that don't you know no you kidding me no we know we both know him who is it very well stephen turner
1: you're joking.
0: He wrote his masters in Aberdeen on William Williams. He is officially the world expert on William Williams. Stephen crazy? Turner
1: has a master's.
0: <laughs> yes, he <laughs> does. He's blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, totally. And it's a legit like thesis. He he wrote it. It's it's compelled. In fact, Joel Beaky got hold of him the other day to to um, ask if it could be published. So or just at least there be put on record or something like that. Because no one knows about it, but he is the dude. And William Williams wow. is the man. So, what's up? That's a great song, eh? Oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that he was in... I mean, his mojo was working that day. You know? Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. Pull him through this barren land. Oh, yeah, man. I am weak. Thou art mighty. You know? It's just... we. When I sing that at church, we sing that exact version by Jeremy Casella. And um, we get, yeah. by the way, get on the RUF uh, hymn book. If you guys don't know about it and you're listening to this, I know a lot of pastors listen to this uh, podcast and um, get some ideas from, for church and just kind of enjoy relaxing with us. And um, RUF, if you haven't by any free chance uh seen that that uh indelible grace website ruf hymn book as they call it the reformed university fellowship hymn book um Mm. then uh you need to go check that out it's not like you're gonna just love everything i mean some of it some of it is not good you know they've they've got a certain style it's a little bit on the clunky side sometimes you know Uh, they're not out to impress which is what i like about them they just they've just given a slightly more contemporary spin to some almost unsingable hymns um, trying to know, give it
1: a refresh. try a refresh. to reintroduce it into the life, life Ex- of the church. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And, you know, like normally I'm not even into the refresh. I like the old hymns, uh, but, you know, you got to be gracious to your people. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I mean, some people. Arise,
1: my soul, arise. Oh,
0: man. Yeah. Great. Oh, great. So arise, done,
1: my soul, arise. Another great one. Another great one. Yeah. They've help done a lot my, oh, of Oh, help good my emails. unbelief. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. They've done some very, very good songs. We sing a lot of them at church. Generally speaking, if we can sing well as a congregation, to the old hymn we just keep it or if it's easy enough for the musicians, sometimes it's too difficult for the musicians to play so they just struggle and and they just prefer a a kind of just a a more contemporary spin but it just gives you options and it gives you an opportunity to bring bring some of that old awesome hymnody back which is really what what they're all Mm. about at uh, indelible grace so i mean they've got a whole bunch of albums go check them out and um just thrilled that they'd be willing to let us use that song as the opening riff which i just feels like it's destiny you know (laughs) thank you jeremy thank you jeremy and thank you william williams for writing a song for (laughs) two age sojourner you know come on all right so what did you think nick when we all got together with jordan cooper we left you out because we knew you're going to be a a little bit of a problem (laughs)
1: I'd be the wet blanket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We am I allowed to share my true opinions or should I just sort of, you know?
0: Um, no, my, of course we want your <clears throat> true opinions. Go along with everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing yeah. Russian roulette or something.
1: Well, I must confess, I was, I think you guys were all very curious. I was very curious as well, just to, you know, hear more about what Lutherans really believe. Um mm. I was totally blown away by the pronunciation of ferdy. I thought that was
0: right. even, even more <laughs> Gerhard 30. <my> <laughs> and it was pretty taken because by that. I also think
1: it's, it's Gerhard Ford. So Gerhard Ford's the guy who said uh, sanctification is just becoming comfortable with your justification. Right. So I was right. very pleased to hear uh, from Jordan that he's a radical fringe Again. because I think that's a completely inadequate view on sanctification.
0: Good. Michael
1: Horton refutes it as well. Yes. So uh yeah, I was very pleased to hear that.
0: Okay. Um and not only that, but he wrote his whole, his whole dissertation on that. So yeah, well, I'm curious one. to
1: see what mm. angles he took. Yeah.
0: And it's also down that's, our early with the scholastic method thing.
1: Yeah, that's good. So classical sounds like the classical theism page. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm. Okay. And
1: uh yeah, obviously I'm not gonna go along with baptismal regeneration.
0: Um, <laughs> didn't think you would. In fact, um Yeah. I thought Andre threw that last question out just for you. It was kind of this one's dedicated to Nick out there somewhere in the (laughs) audience. Thank you, Andre. (laughs) He cares, bro. (laughs) The thing about my brother is that he cares about everyone, you know? He just wants to rope us all in. He's got a got a big heart, that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, so just coming back to the the whole baptismal regeneration thing. So this is the way my mind thinks on the issue. We get saved Mm. in the same way in which we grow. So there are certain things that the Lord uses as his ordinary means. Now let's take the extraordinary situation like uh, the regeneration of John the Baptist in the womb. Mm -hmm. And let's just put that aside. That's not the norm. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the norm, the the ordinary means that God will ordinarily use. And there's a couple of basic ingredients that are always present. Mm -hmm. There's always the preaching of the word. Mm -hmm. There's always the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is always a mind to understand and therefore a faith which flows from an understanding. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's um, the Holy Spirit enabling you to understand the presentation of Christ in the gospel in order Mm -hmm. to be born again, or whether it's you being transformed by the renewing of your mind, so the inner man is transformed day by day as the truth sanctifies you, Mm -hmm. all those ingredients are there all the time. So when you've got a baby being baptized and you're saying that there's this objective miracle that's going on, that's more like an extraordinary means. It's more like John the Baptist uh, every day happening as opposed to an ordinary means thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a great yeah, point. That, yeah, That's my understanding. It's
0: permissible with sovereign grace and and uh, the unilateral deal, but but it's kind of to make it the normative in light of all that doctrine out there. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, Luther basically thing. said this, that every time the word is preached, the Spirit attends it. And so when the gospel is preached by a minister at the child's baptism, the Spirit's there to drive it home. But the basic ingredient of faith in terms of understanding in faith, it's it's just not there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so the Lutheran Lutheran would say that the Spirit creates faith because mm. the Spirit always attends the Word to create faith, yeah. but the understanding is not involved, and so right. it's uh it's not a concurrent event. Yeah. It's 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 basically God without our involvement coming in a you know bulldozing uh, in 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 into the moment. It's almost it's it's hyper Calvinism in one sense.
0: Yeah, I no, read that. It, it balances out though, um, and you know this is what I've said to you. Andrea, or maybe to you as well, I can't remember, but, you know, it's almost like if I had to choose between, if I was going to go infant Baptist, um, I think I would more easily be able to go for a full scale Lutheran system than a Presbyterian system or a Pato Baptist reform system. um, Just because they've, They've balanced, you know. You've got the the pre- uh, perseverance of the saints thing happening o- only via election, not regeneration. They've counted. They've sort of. Um, they've, you know, even their idea of tulip is dismantled. <clears throat> so they've they've got a hypercal they've got a stronger version of it in some ways, and uh, a, a much softened version of it in another way. And um, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I, it doesn't. I don't find it compelling, but I, I think I would find it more compelling than. Um, you know, the, the, the infant Baptist Presbyterian thing, you know, uh, not yep. not to be in, insulting or derogatory or anything like that, but but that's just, um, that's the way I perceive it at the moment. Yep. So it, 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 it's interesting, you know, it's good. And for, for Baptists, it's all it's all kind of crazy, you know, I mean, for, for a Baptist to think of anything in this category is just kind of like, wow, because uh, we've left it all so far behind in some sense, yep. you know.
1: Yes, I I, I guess if someone who was just a mainstream evangelical and they they come into reform thinking and they don't know anything about sacramentalism and they don't have any concept of Mm -hmm. how God uses the sacraments um, and then suddenly they buy into it and then they hit Lutheranism early on in their thinking, it might be very easy to just go all the way over into the Lutheran view.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Or I could see if someone was reared in a Roman Catholic environment, um, or maybe an Anglican environment and, and it was just very much the norm. Um, uh, you know, that stuff is powerful. Just that, that basic framework as a, as a child, if you grew up in a family that was just, you know, very liturgical, very high church and that sort yeah. of thing. And, um, and yet you were compelled by a Protestant, um, you know, doctrine of justification, essentially. Um, I think I think it could it could be a helpful bridge it could be a helpful um, I don't know just just place to to figure it all out you know you can imagine almost like uh, an old guy I always have this in mind like someone yeah maybe it's because I met someone like this it was basically he's like in his 90s you know and he comes to Christ yeah and um, <clears throat> uh, he becomes a Roman Catholic just because the Jesuit on the corner was telling him about Jesus you know and uh, sent him into the the Roman Catholic you know uh what do you call it sanctuary yeah. church and um and he he was just you know basically i mean he's he hasn't got a lot of time he's not going to think about sola ecclesia versus sola scriptura he's not, gonna...
1: <laughs> he's not thinking transubstantiation he's not thinking the supremacy of the pope he's not thinking you know the assumption of
0: Mary exactly. So if yeah. if anything, I mean his basic assumption, as as is all of our assumptions. I mean, for me, it was just the charismatic thing. Looking back, you just sort of take it take it on trust that this is basically what Christianity is. Until until for me, in the prime of my kind of intellectual life, I was able to figure it out. Um, but you know. And make a relatively easy switch to a, a more sort of reformed evangelical scenario, but you can imagine how it would be quite traumatic to to have been reared in your, you know, either come to Christ late in life or have been reared in a in that sort of environment in, in your whole life. It's sort of so culturally ingrained. Lutheranism and Anglicanism and those things they, they they are helpful in that in that regard. In that they allow for people to sort of be able to. I don't know, just uh, embrace the gospel, <laughs> I would argue, just, just assurance of salvation and yet not have to worry about the rest of the trappings, you know. But um, yeah. yeah,
1: so I mean, it's. I think we would all agree that you can get saved in a Roman Catholic Church. Mm. But the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church, to my mind, I think Jordan Cooper, he used the example of James White <laughs> mm. as someone who he couldn't agree with in terms of his assessment of Roman Catholicism. Mm but I think I find myself on the James White side. Yeah. I've read through Trent I've, and I'm quite familiar with some of the teachings of Roman Catholicism and I find Luther's exposure of the Roman Catholic Church compelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It is semi-Pelagian, it is synergistic, um, it is a form of covenantal gnomism. And so when it comes to assessing the Galatian heresy and whether there's a parallel between the Galatian heresy and the Roman Catholic Church, to my mind, I think there's a, a good argument to draw strong parallels. It's obviously not a copy and paste. Um, it's a completely different religious situation. But the uh, the same sinful instincts of our human heart and our dependence upon our own works comes, comes crashing through in both. Um, and so I do think there's a parallel.
0: Yeah, the NC right thing, I think we need to talk about that some more. I mean, I think that needs to be an ongoing discussion, actually, because I think there's a lot that rests on that. It's just, isn't it amazing how much rests on Galatians and how much rests on that whole setting and understanding, not only in terms of the covenantal stuff that we want to fine-tune in the Reformed world, but in terms of just yeah. certainly knowing who the direct sort of enemies are and then, and then knowing who the friends are, knowing where to draw the lines. I mean, it really just all comes down to an understanding of, of that stuff. And, and in today's context where you have so much nuance, so much information that's been drawn, so much added, you know, complexity, um, it does, you know, you have to give it its due. You can't just say, hey, because because Luther said it or because because the reform has said it, it's, you know, it's it's that's the end of it. You have to look at the new arguments that have been brought. Um, but, you know, I think... I think maybe what, what, what Jordan was saying and what it made me want to look look into more is um, the possibility that I have done too much of a one, one-to-one, one like without embracing um, N.T. Wright at all or, you know, any of that, just, you know, because I'm pretty sure that that is just way off base, but maybe on another frequency altogether, perhaps there's something and, I, you know, to be honest, I haven't done a lot of thinking of, uh, on Rome either. You know, it just hasn't been something that's concerned me. I've sort of put it to rest a while back. And But I think it is an interesting uh, thing that he said, not on our um, particular episode w- when we were talking to him, but on one of his own videos, he mentioned that, uh, you know, th- the reason he's not as quick as, let's say, your typical, I don't know if James White does this, but some some sort of, you know, someone might come along and say, oh, they are doing the Galatian heresy times 10. Therefore, if we would reject the Galatian heresy, we would reject Rome on equal grounds. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, just be careful with that. And I, look, I, I always think that's probably a good idea because you've got to do some exegesis anyway. It's, it's you know, de facto, not the same situation. So you just have to, I mean, to to be making those kinds of mistakes is, is almost, um, you know, it's just something we can't really afford to do now so i need to it just it has opened the door for a lot a lot more thinking for me you know i've just all my thought has been going into you know is it is it klein is it this is it that is it, you know which <laughs> is so well,
1: maybe our next maybe our next episode we should do some uh looking at second temple judaism the- or a definition of covenantal nomism, trying to define what it is that Paul was attacking yes. in the first century, and then we can see whether there's some good parallels we can draw uh,
0: or not. I like it. <clears throat> I think we should do a talk on that. I think we should. Uh, my brother would love to be in on this. He'd be. He'd be. Uh, he'd be just gutted. Gutted to the core that he is not in on this conversation. But um, Andre... Yeah, well, he didn't
1: bring us in on his Sabbath
0: one. Yeah, that's, so, that's you know. right. He didn't. And that's another thing we need to talk about, Nick. Uh, I feel a bit of a division happening, a schism. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. A schism. A schism schism. <laughs> a schism. A schism. A schism 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 coming along. Um, and so, yeah, well, more to say on that. But... Really, all this has been about, believe it or not, has just been to glory in the intro of roof.
1: Definitely, guide me, over great job.
0: and to catch up. Yep, and to catch up. How was your holiday? Good.
1: Good. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to say good, and then we say great. Let's end it. But I don't. You're going to tell us a long sad story now, Ray. <laughs> Uh
0: Well, I had a great holiday. I um, I built stuff built a deck built yeah. a staircase i mean i cut the wood literally designed the thing yeah. it's pretty you
1: put the cement in the ground and you put the wood in the well, cement well that's
0: the thing that's the thing there's no cement so it's it might not be around for a long time but it's uh it's not a great deck but it's a it's a thing upon which to have a barbecue if you absolutely need to it's not gonna it's not gonna increase the house value at all but it's uh, it fulfills that necessary function. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no, so we've, we've had a good break. We feel rested. Um, I'm sort of phasing back in and um, we've got some exciting stuff. The other thing we're doing, just to kind of do a little catch up and a spiel and absolutely nice structure to this at all is that I am looking at Nick right now. I can see him. I'm wagging my finger at him right now. And, uh, and uh, what we're doing, not only, I mean, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that's just a normal Skype call. Is, is that, so what, what we're doing is we are actually recording this you know what that means that means we're thinking about going youtube channel with this sucker now it's going to be horrible just warning your friend it's going to be a terrible thing it's going to be production quality like just the worst that it gets. We might have,
1: like put something on the wall or something Well, i
0: was thinking green screen we could do that we could we could do some like serious ivy league background you know or cigar lounge you know e-cigar lounge we could do something like that um we could work something out we'll work something out look it's going to be rough as as is everything about this uh podcast but but we'll get better at it is the point and uh and we just a a few what got me started on this is a few um uh sessions throughout the in the holiday you want to relax you want to do something a little bit more substantive than watching netflix with your wife don't want to be, you know, antisocial and go and read your book by yourself. So what do you do? The good little in-between there is to get onto some podcasts that the whole family enjoys, or at least you and your wife enjoy. And and we just found every time that if something was on YouTube, uh, we would listen to it. So... It just kind of trumped content, even a little bit. Shameful, shameful to say, but it's just you know we're tired. You know what I mean? It's late at night. You just want just to. Wanna... What
1: did you do, Joe Austin?
0: No, we didn't. We, we but, Joe, but we do go Joe Rogan often, and uh <laughs> I would like to go Joe Rogan less. And I found myself like you know on a few. Like Taylor Marshall is a great Catholic sort of thing that just it's just morbid curiosity more than anything else i assure you nothing going on there just relax everything's fine um and then jordan cooper does a few videos as well so he's got you know and again it doesn't look like he's put a whole lot of thought into it he's just sort of pressed play so yeah i thought hey we could be doing that um so i'm trying it out right now and um i on a little trial version so we'll see if this works and uh if it does i will do something soon Put it online.
1: Just gotta get ready to do some more props for the background there.
0: Yeah. Well, green screen is all I'm saying. You have to you have to paint the wall green, I think, and then you can get it right or something. I don't know. Um anyway, all right, cool. Thanks, Nick.
1: Right, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>